Hello, friend. Welcome to Dress for the Podcast You Want, Season 3. That's right, three seasons. We got more seasons than Pushing Daisies. We got more seasons than Spaced or Dead Like Me. I'm not saying we are better than any of those shows. I'm saying we're better than all those shows. Oh, snap. Starting with the beef. Uh, But thank you for tuning in, whether this is your first time or your 50th time. Welcome to season three. You're going to notice a couple of new things different about this season if you're a longtime listener. Uh, I won't be doing an intro like this every episode, but what I will be doing is an intro that will introduce us a little bit more to our guest so that sometimes they're people that I know and we want you to know them. Uh, uh, So you're like, wait, who are we talking about? Oh, we're talking about this person. You're also going to notice some new and exciting music, which is courtesy of Andrew Wolf. It's going to be great. And we're just, we're, we're hoping to get a little more organized and a little more uh, uh, diligent in everything that we do with the podcast because we really love doing it and people seem to enjoy listening to it. So the other thing we're going to try to do a little better about is Dress for the Podcast You Want has a Patreon and that's at patreon.com slash dress for the podcast you want. And uh, we've had some donors, as you may have heard uh, for the past year, and we're going to try to be doing better about getting them their rewards and i uh, and, and we're hoping to get more 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 donors so if you are interested in supporting this podcast and in supporting me and megan and our uh, uh artistic doings then you can go to patreon.com slash dress for the podcast you want or maybe it's just dress for the podcast mm, i'm a bad i'm a bad patreon doer i'm gonna put a link in the description of this podcast but that's where you can go to be a good good helpful donor in the meantime let's dive into the episode uh this is what you're gonna hear at the beginning uh is a little uh, summation of the person and 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 here it is for this week so i hope you enjoy all the new stuff and thanks for listening i love you Erica Huang is a New York City-based actor, musician, composer, and audio engineer. She started her career as a child voice actor with earlier credits including Little Einsteins, The Wonder Pets, Sesame Street, and more. As an adult, some of Erica's theater credits include songs about trains at the New Ohio Theater and her upcoming role as Patroclus in Hamlet Isn't Dead's Troilus and Cressida. Alongside her work as an actor, she is an accomplished musician and composer, having sung twice at Carnegie Hall, two times at Carnegie Hall. How do you even get there? Practice, practice, practice. She plays eight different instruments and has composed multiple works, including the collaborative musical Something Else, A Love Cycle. We also forgot to mention in the episode, we got we forgot to plug that she works on a historical podcast called The Story of the Sikhism. I think it's Sikhism. And it's it's really dope and and uh, is being used as a teaching tool at Harvard and is just like a great a great historical podcast. So if you want to check out The Story of the Sikhs, The Story of the S-I-K-H-S, you can go uh, check that out after af- only after you finish this podcast. Okay. All right. All right. See you in there. Let's just do it. Okay. No prep. No focus. Only doing. Okay. Hello. H- Hello. My name is David Andrew Laws. Welcome to Dress for the Podcast You Want. Season three. Yay. Season, th- we made it. You know what they say about podcasts with three seasons? What do they say? Uh, they say... Get to get to four. <laughs> I guess they do. Idiot. <laughs> um, and oh my god, how embarrassing! <laughs> I just got a text from our co-host who is not with us, who is asking me if we paid rent, which we did. Nice, uh, nice. Megan is not here today. Megan may not be here for the first couple of episodes this season, but that is not because she doesn't want to. It is because she is busy and too um, too wanted. But instead, we have our guest today. Is Erica Wong Huang? 
hu, huang. That's yeah. what's wrong. If That's I say wrong. if we, if you add another syllable, we were trying to decide mm-hmm. how much h sound uh, to put into Erica's name, <laughs> and she doesn't know because she doesn't speak Chinese. Yeah, I I couldn't tell you. The what's very wrong is if you don't say Wang, you say Wang, which some that would do. be wrong. I would that imagine would that would be wrong. Be wrong. Mm-hmm. People say that. People do. There's a U in there. Uh, yeah, there's also an A. People get confused. Right How confused. Poor poor confused people. Well, welcome, Erica. Thank you. Thanks for being on the podcast. We had a little adventure beforehand. We did. Where we learned how to make coffee <laughs> that you're that is very full and you're not drinking. Is it bad? Did we do it's, a it's very far away from me. Oh, okay. I didn't set myself up for success. We didn't know how to make I don't drink coffee and Erica. <laughs> you do, but you didn't know how to make coffee? Well, I don't know how to make it with Mr. Coffee because we have like a Keurig. At my oh, fancy. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, so this was an experience for me as well. I'm really proud of us. Me too. I think we, we, we did it. Um, mm-hmm. And we're here to talk about success, as you do on Dress with the Podcast You Want. Mm-hmm. And I will just start with the first question that I always ask, which is... Erica. Yes. Do you consider yourself a successful person? I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Season three, start strong. Start with a bang. I'm really glad to hear um, that. Because yeah. I was going to really argue with you if you did. <laughs> I said I wasn't. Yeah. It's such a, I think it really is a generational thing that like our generation, like for a lot of our generation, or maybe, are we in the same generation? Yeah, we're, we're like millennials. Generation. Yeah. I'm like. Very end of millennials, cusp Gen Z, I think. All right, great. But I would I would call myself millennial. Yeah. Maybe even both of them have this like I love myself, but I'm sort of not allowed to love myself. Yeah. Or else I look like a narcissist. Yeah. Um, and so I'm glad that you can self-identify your own success. <laughs> what makes you say that? What makes you feel like you're a successful person? Because I I think it's not useful to think of success as like a fixed point when you feel like stable in Mm. the future. Do you know, like, I think it's not useful to think of success um, as being like, I have, uh, you know, a a stable job and income and kids and a house and a, like, I think, uh, do you know what I mean? I feel like success and like this kind of like um, idealized, like, Life dream is often like the same thing to people. Sure. So what is success for you? If that's not success? Um I think success is like daily. Ooh. <laughs> it's a daily journey of success. Daily, yeah. You've been successful today. We made coffee. We made coffee. That <laughs> was a success. I like found my way up here from my new like place I live. Great. So that was a success. Yeah, you're so I ta- I said the whole thing about Erica in the beginning and about who she is and everyone knows and Erica knows who she is and I know who she is, but you're pretty you're freshly back to New York. I am, yeah. Right. You were at school. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I was at Boston University where I studied theater for four years. And before that I lived in New York, but I lived um in the suburbs like north of the city, city, um, and now I live in the city. Where were, what was, uh, so I know Erica initially because she was in our, she was in Hamlet's and Dead's Henry V. Um, what, where were you at your life in that point? Were you, were you living in the suburbs? Were you at BU? What were you doing? Um, I was, so it was over the summer and I was living at home, like in the suburbs. So I was like commuting down. Oh, but you were in your first year of school. Yeah. I think, uh, was it two years ago? 
Henry V? Th- was yeah. at least three years ago. Three years ago? Yeah, for sure. Okay. It's been a million billion years. It's been, yeah. Um, and now you're back. And yes. You've graduated. How's it different being back here now? It's great. Yeah? Uh, yeah. It like fully is. I like Boston was like not, I didn't like it very much. Can you do, can you do, can you do ba- Baston? Ba- ba- Boston? No, I can't. <laughs> you were like, no, apparently not. <laughs> apparently not. I'm trying. No, I can't. Did, did you didn't have any fun, fun Baston characters while you're up there? Like your professors Baston? are like, we're going to do some acting. Oh my God. <laughs> well, like none of the professors were from Boston. None of them like Boston much either. To oh no. <laughs> totally oh, honest. No. I know. I know. Call yeah. Call them out. B U T. Yeah. No, I mean, it was fine. I also, like, when I was there, I wasn't doing, like, the purely acting track. I was doing, like, the theater arts track. So. Ooh, what did you learn <laughs> about the theater arts? What does that mean? Is that, like, the admin side, or is that, like, a broader artistic, like, you learned about backstage and stuff? It's, yeah, it's just broad. I mean, there's. It's still like a performance major, but it's also like writing. It's also some directing. It's also some um, like design, management, like whatever. That's all good. Yeah. You know who I hate right now? Who? Is one of my castmates at Drunk Shakespeare, whose name is Preston. Okay. I love him. (laughs) Call him up. I hate him. No, he knows. (laughs) He may not know that I hate him, but he knows these facts about him, which are that he's, I think he's like 23. Mm-hmm. And he didn't go to college. He just came straight to New York. Not straight to New York, but like he came to New York and did Drunk Shakespeare. And has mm-hmm. been doing that for the past couple of years. And he's a big beefcake and I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> and he's super funny and talented and I love him. But um, when I was in college, my junior year, I went to Carnegie Mellon. And my junior year, a professor took me to lunch and she was like, you need to drop out of school. You should not. What? You are going to learn more in New York than you are at. Carnegie Mellon and I was like and uh, I didn't because I'm the first person on my dad's side of the family to ever get a college degree and I Mm -hmm. wanted to do that Um, but uh, how was like how you're you're so close to your collegiate experience right now you've been out for uh, three months four months yeah since May yeah how's it like how's it feel to have done that is it was it was it worth it was it I mean that seems like such a shit question but like was it worth it uh i don't think it's a shit question i nearly left too actually mm. or i nearly changed majors at one point <gasps> to what <sighs> to journalism what whoa yeah i know i feel like journalism is to acting as uh uh like philosophy is to education right where uh-huh. where I, I mean i just know a lot of actors who are like i don't act anymore i'm in journalism oh like I it's see, a real I see, it's I a see. real like uh it's a, it seems like a common yeah. association yeah yeah i think so i mean there's like the joy of like talking to people i guess mm-hmm. <laughs> i guess <laughs> journalism can be performative right it can be i think it's also like storytelling what did you want to be you wanted to be a writing journalist or a, like you wanted, this is Erica Wong out fr- outside of uh, the big building. Yeah, I did not want to do that. Oh, okay. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I liked doing interviews, actually. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Um, I wasn't quite sure what format to, like, pursue with that. I mean, I didn't get very, very far into journalism. I took a couple classes. I was like, maybe I'll switch. And, maybe, and also, I was getting into, like, audio. So, yeah. I was like... I don't know, editing and things like that. Like acting, I feel like journalism, like you could always, you could always do it. 
Yeah, I guess right? that's There's true. some things in life you can't always do. You can't mm-hmm. always be a ballerina. Mm-hmm. You can't always be a child actor. Speaking of which, <laughs> oh, no. let's segue. <laughs> Erica, 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 Erica. And yes. I knew this about you, but I didn't know it about you until we started doing research for this episode. Yeah, I didn't know if you did know this about me, actually. And I was wondering if this was going to come up. I knew about it from, it's on your resume, right? It's on, yeah, no, it yeah, is. Yeah, but yeah. like people sometimes don't. I don't know, put two and two together. Well, I also love voice acting. I oh, love okay. voice acting. Sure. And I, we were watching, do you know, this is so stupid. Do you know the, there's like, it's on YouTube now. There was an old video that was called Kazoo on You, I think is what it's called. Don't and it's this little that. like blonde bullheaded kid <laughs> who's like the subject of all these memes because he's like, when I'm with my friends, I like to have fun, 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 fun. And what I like to do is use my kazoo. And he's like, and it's like, it's super, it's, it's so weird and like surreal. And I was watching it with Megan last night because she had never seen it. And I was like, you don't understand. That could have been me. I had that haircut. I was that like performative. Like you can, it's, it's so funny. You can clearly see like he'll, he'll go like, all right, and then he'll turn away from the camera and like stop, and then turn back and go like, "Wait a minute!" <laughs> and you can just like see yeah. how clearly he's been directed. And I was like, "You don't understand. If I didn't grow up in the middle of fucking nowhere, Kentucky, like, like that could have been, been me." You, yeah. Um, and so you, to a lesser extent, were that. <laughs> yeah, you were. Kind the, of. You did voice acting. How old were you when you were doing voice acting for all these things? Um, I started. I was seven. I think I like just turned seven. Hilarious. Yeah, I know. You were seven, and yeah. you you did voices on Little Einsteins, Wonder Pets. St- set. You did voices for Sesame Street, or you did? Um, I sang the theme song. <gasps> like the kids sang the theme song. No way. Yeah, yeah. For like one of the many seasons. Whoa, cool. Yeah. Oh, that's I love that song. <laughs> Sunny days, <laughs> sweet but not. That's what it sounded like too. Yeah, (laughs) Sesame Street after dark. Um, (laughs) And Enchanted. Yeah, it's the movie with the oh, with the princess. Yeah, she's like animated, and then she like goes to the real world. What did you do? Um, I sang in that too. I was in the animated bit with the woodland creatures. Did you get to meet Amy Adams? I did not. Is that who the actress is? I think yes. Okay, cool. Um, and. And you sang for Across the Universe. Yeah. When you were a I child? Did. When yep. did that movie come out? Um, when I was when I was a child. child okay. I guess. <laughs> um, and so I showed you this earlier. I showed you there's like yeah, a, you there's did. like a little Einstein. But what site is this? Wiki. On? Uh, it is on a fandom. Okay. Right, and fandom is like a Wikipedia, but mm-hmm. for pop culture. Okay. And yeah. it's where people who like it create it, right? It's and so someone has created this fan page of you and it's got oh. your name and date of birth and gender and your role and li- this one this one's specifically about little Einsteins. Uh-huh. And it basically looks like they've just taken your biography from your website. From my website, yeah. And slapped it in here. Yeah, which is crazy. Um like, how's this feeling? This is a little scary, is to it? be totally honest. Yeah. Is it scary like like danger scary or like it feels my, my from the outside it feels like it might be weird it might be like surreal but it's it's scary I mean it is it is weird surreal I also am not I mean like very paradoxically cuz I'm an actor mostly and like performer but I I'm really a pretty private person like sure. I I feel like having all this information 
very easily accessible. When you Google you, you, your IMDb comes up and then your website comes up. There's mm-hmm. also a little tab over here. It has your name and says TV actor. Yeah, it has your birthday, but that's picture, not your picture. No. That's not no. you. No, I wonder if we not. can fix that somehow because that's not <laughs> you. Um, and then, yeah, it's your Little Einstein's wiki and then it's uh-huh. your actor's access. Uh-huh. This must be a different... This must be a different Erica Huang. There must be. Um, and then is this your Twitter? Like, wow, no. someone's is though. Yeah, um, I guess so. Are you, who is Erica Huang dating? Oh no! Is this about you? Is this, <laughs> I hope not. Is but this, it probably oh, is. Oh no! no there's no, a different. It's not me. There's, there's a different an actress. <laughs> there's a different Erica Huang. I guess Wong. so. It's it's very. Yeah. But who is she dating though? Is the real question. That's that's the question. I She's have. dating. Oh, she's possibly single, according Ooh. to our records. Can you imagine having this about you? This is you, though. What? It's just wrong. It's just oh, a wrong it's the wrong picture. Again, yeah, it's still yeah, 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 yeah. But it's still my credits. Yeah, it's very, the internet's very weird and inaccurate. Are you a Pisces? Uh, yes, I am a Pisces. Me too. Are you really? Yeah. I guess that's why, why we're so similar. No, I don't, I don't believe in astrology. <laughs> I I. So much don't believe in it that I thought the word was astronomy, but that's the real stars. I don't believe oh in God. stars either. <laughs> I'm a flat earther. Sorry. Um, no. um, that's so strange and and so very emblematic of 2019 that there's all this information about you and all the pictures are wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Maybe it's a little safer. I guess so. I... <laughs> Honestly, I don't know, but it it is a little like scary, scary to me too. In addition to being like weird, like I um I have gotten fan mail through no my way, life, no way. which is very weird. Especially like I mean, I feel like at this point in my life, I'd mostly be flattered. But like when you're like eight or nine, and someone like finds an address of like your dance studio to yeah. like send a letter to try and reach you, like that's weird. You are you have done something that is public enough mm-hmm. that it has like someone has generated content outside of you, right? You right. didn't make that. Someone you probably someone you don't know made it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah. There's like stuff on the internet. There was like um a Wikipedia page for me at one point, <gasps> which I don't know if it's still up, but you could try yeah, but there's like yeah, like Disney is like a big enough thing that like people Oh, Disney a big enough thing I hadn't heard of. <laughs> <laughs> but pe- but there's like stuff about it, and people care and people have tried to reach me and whatever but also yeah it doesn't correlate a lot of the time yeah like i don't think anyone would put together that my instagram is my instagram what's your um what's your uh, what's your fan mail like is it just like thanks you're great or is it like does it ask for something um again i've only gotten like a couple things because i don't have an address listed anywhere um but, uh, Let's talk about your character. June is a young ballerina who uh-huh. loves to dance. She has dark brown hair and brown eyes. She wears a purple dress and pink headband. Yes. She is, vo- she is voiced by Erica Wong. Is it, this isn't still happening. No, it got canceled. No. Yeah, no, it did, it did two seasons. Okay. So your podcast is farther along. You should feel very nice. proud. <laughs> Lit, dress for the podcast you want is greater than Little <laughs> Yeah. Uh, we've been renewed for a third season. Nice. Um, like, like, it's also such a weird, like, I was teaching middle school last year, mm-hmm. and I think there's been some sort of, like, Maybe a maybe a rap artist used the Little Einstein's theme song. Yeah, like yeah, sampled yeah. It. There's like a remake, like a 
Yeah, like a hip hop remix. Yeah, of it. yeah. Isn't which that people fun? it is, but also people would send me it every single day <laughs> when it when it first came out. <laughs> I would get like messages from people like, "Ha ha, have you heard this?" And I was like, "I have, I have heard this." And they played it at my prom. Shut up. Yeah, I know. Oh my god. They didn't. They didn't know. They didn't know. But no, they didn't. But it just was like a people funny meme. People in high school meme. didn't know that you did these no, things? No, people in high school did, but like whoever was like running the music gotcha. like didn't know, but played it. And I was like, I'm uncomfortable. Again, I think like, I don't, I, I feel like I should be more like, like settled about all this, but I still am very like uncomfortable with a lot of it and how it just like presents in the world. Yeah. Because I also feel like it's not an accurate representation of me. Like it's this thing that like defines me online and in you know whatever kind of collective like understanding but it's me at eight years old like it's not it's me. you at eight years old and it's also your voice at eight years old right it's right. not like it's not like someone's gonna see you and be like oh my god you're from the line signs right it's probably and it's also not like someone's gonna hear your voice and be like oh my god you're from the line signs. yeah no like definitely not um yeah so it's kind of weird it's, it's like weird. it's like this separate person that like still exists yeah yeah how interesting and like do you so it's a little scary and it's a little unsettled what what's let me let me maybe answer the question that I can't quite put into words by asking sort of another stock question of mm -hmm. like you have done voiceovers for all these cool things and you have acted in big theater things and you have written and you've done music and you've sung at Carnegie Hall. What's what is the apex for you? What's like what's your like I've made it not even I've made it like permanently, but like uh -huh. you talk to an actor like a like, a, you know, a New York actor and they're like, I just want to go to Broadway or they're like, I want to be in a, a big movie. Like what, um, what do you want to do? What do you want to be when you grow up? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's like, it's weird because I feel like right now, like is the apex in it. And I'm, I just keep going up, but I don't know where it ends. Well, that's not the apex then. The apex is okay, the top. Okay. It's like Maybe the it's the current the top though. Yeah. Well, because I don't know. I think like, again, being a child actor, like it's, it's easy for me to view my life as like, um, do you know those, like, uh, what is it? Those graphs that like, as one thing increases, the other thing increases. It's like the opposite oh, of uh -huh. that. It's like reverse. So it's like, you know, the apex, if we're talking about like commercial and financial success happened at age like eight mm. and it's gone down since then. Mm -hmm. So it's like an opposite like track yeah. to the way most people work. For sure. So like I think when I think about like the like apex of my work, like it's hard for me to know what terms to think of that in. Okay. Um I guess like w then what are you most interested in doing right now? Like more like theater that Like I'm thrilled <laughs> that you're doing you're doing Trellis and Crescent with us, which is gonna be so much fun. And like yeah. is that is that sort of where you wanna be right now? Is just sort of like yeah. You nodded, so. but we can't nod. It's a, it's okay. a podcast. <laughs> podcast. Yeah, no, I fully think so. Like, <laughs> I just want to do more, more theater. And like, I mean, it, like theater where I also get to like play music and also theater that is like fun. And yeah. that is, I don't know, just like um, not too concerned with like being very deep and and um, yeah, just like theater that has a good time good. that's what i want to do that, that we yep we're making that happen <laughs> that's gonna be good um and you are also you're also quite the musician why why um you play what do you play tell, tell us everything you play 
I play guitar. Um, I play piano, banjo, ukulele, some bass guitar, um, cajon, other percussion instruments. Um, some mandolin, not a lot. Not a lot to play of the mandolin. It's a pretty yeah. small instrument. Yeah, true. Why? Why do you play all these things? Because, um, I, it's fun. Also, what is happening? Do you hear that? Yeah, I hope I the do. microphones don't hear. Like there are people, people running around upstairs. There's music going on. Creaky there's construction. Doors, like things happening. Do you not understand? We're in season three of my <laughs> fucking podcast. <laughs> you need to shush up. Archie's over here snoring. Yeah, I Come know. on, y'all. Okay, Ugh. I kicked the desk. I might hurt my neck. <laughs> um, well, I'm asking because I play a lot of things, too. I play guitar and banjo and mandolin and uh-huh. ukulele and piano and I guess all the I same things. I didn't know this about you. That's crazy. Look at that corner. Well, I know you it's have It's all full of shit. Of, I, I, just, I just picked true. up a violin to try and learn really? how that. It's hard. Violin is real hard. I don't play anything with like a bow. With a bow, right? That's the thing. Yeah. Any, anything that is like a guitar, because mm-hmm. that's where I started, I can yes. play. Right? Exactly. Literally, exactly, um, yeah. Uh, but the violin's been very tough. But I really yeah. want to learn how to play it. I really want to. I really want to play the violin when I'm sad. I want. I want to be. <laughs> you want to accompany Holmes your own sadness. Just go like. I guess so. I feel like cello is better for that. Yeah, but Sherlock Holmes doesn't play a cello. Sure, but okay. You want to wait? Okay, you want to like accompany your sadness, or you want to be like Sherlock Holmes? I want to be like Sherlock Holmes. I want to be standing in my study. Uh huh. Playing a Looking violin. at the window. Like very... Very melancholy. Ve- very melancholy-like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. That one. the dream, I guess. That's the... <laughs> I'm living it. I'm living yeah. it. I can't act because I haven't been practicing because it's really hard. And it's hard to practice the violin without mm-hmm. being like... <laughs> without the violin being like... <laughs> Like, you can't practice the yeah. violin quietly. I know. Oh, God. It's like my sister just got um, a violin, but she got an electric violin, <gasps> so it doesn't, like, make real noise. Cool. Yeah, it just makes noise, like, into your headphones, Whoa. so it can be very bad. What, um, what's your favorite instrument? Um, My favorite instrument right now is probably, like, percussion. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like, well, cajon, because I've been practicing for nice. the show coming up. Nice. Um, yeah, and in songs about trains, which I was just in, like I played some percussion in that, and that's super fun. I also feel like chording instruments are also fun. Like guitar is probably like my main instrument, mm-hmm. but at some point, like I don't know. Like I feel like I feel like I go through cycles of instruments. Like I I was like on the piano mostly for a while, and then on guitar mostly for a while, and I feel like now I'm in my like percussion phase. I just want to learn more. What um, if you could play one? This is my I, I really like this question. Mm-hmm. If you could play an instrument, uh, like the best without any practice, yeah, what, what would it be? Uh, probably something obscure, oh. so that I would get a lot of work. Nice, <laughs> that's a good point. My friend Georgia Bood plays the oud. The oud? Yeah. No way. And like nobody else plays the oud, so he's like. It's pretty amazing. He's the oud guy. Yeah, the oud guy. That's yeah. what I'd want to be. I'd want to be the something guy. Like I'd want to. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of the weird theremin. string instruments. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The theremin. <laughs> my theremin uh, sounds just like my violin. You have a theremin? No, the voice I was just going to make for the theremin. Oh. I was going to go, the theremin <laughs> goes, because people probably, maybe some people don't know what it is. It's that, it's that like sci-fi instrument where yeah, yeah. you move your hand and it goes like, <laughs> <laughs> but you play it just by wiggling your hand in the air, which is really funny. I'd want to play the piano like, like, like really well, like the best, like just like, 
not even looking at it. Just like, ding, 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 ding. Sure, sure, sure. All my instruments sound the same. Um, <laughs> I have another question for you. Okay. Because um, we, I think we've basically distilled success in this podcast down to professional success and sure. personal success. Okay. So like as two separate things? I mean, not necessarily as two uh, separate things, but mm-hmm. as two different things, right? Like, uh, your your while they can both be affected by one another, your career. Well, no, all these things I'm going to say are lies. No, what I'm really asking is, how's your personal life? <laughs> oh, I see. How's my personal life? And are you personally successful? Am I personally successful? Um, I I feel like right now I am less personally successful than I am like professionally successful. But I also wonder if that's because I can look at professional success on a resume and list a lot of things and say, okay, this number of things means I'm successful. But like on a personal level, it's a lot more kind of wishy-washy, right? There's no resume of friends. There's no resume. I was no friends with Jeremy friends. from 2002 <laughs> to 2004. <laughs> Yeah, I mean... So you live you live in the city now? I do, yeah. And I live with two people from BU, but I don't, like, really get to see them that much because we're uh-huh. all out and, like, Are trying they to actors work. actors as well? And, um, one is an actor. One, like, works at the Flea. He does, like, some literary management for them, but also, like, a theater Ooh. person. Yeah. That's fun. It is fun. Um, yeah. And then, so I also have been, like working on film sets as a PA, like student film sets. Okay. So that group of people I like spend time with, whatever. So I don't know. I'm like trying to find my people, my like artist people. Yeah, your community. It's yeah. such an important thing, especially in New York. Like New York, this this relatively small city of so many people where yeah. it's so easy to feel alone. And yeah. Like because... <laughs> Because like, oh man, all my friends live in a, you know, a mile away, which it takes me two hours to get to. Yeah. Right. It's tough. Yeah, no, it is. It is tough. I also feel like, especially with being like a freelancer or being art, like whatever. Yeah. It's like there's a group of people that you will come together with and then you will all leave. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to really put the time (laughs) in when when things don't feel very like lasting. It is hard. And like, there's that, there's that, there's always that sentimentality at the end of a performance where some people are like, all right, it's been great. Bye. And some people are like, no, we'll still see each other. (laughs) And it's like, no, we, you you know, we won't like, we might work together again, but like. Probably won't actually see each other like ever again. Yeah. 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 Do you keep in touch with anybody from the most recent show you did was songs. Songs about trains. About trains. Yeah. What the fuck about is song? What songs about trains? <laughs> songs about trains. It's a big, I saw um, a picture of it. It's a bunch of people, right? It's like. Oh yeah. Well that's, that's the cast, but also the like creative team. Oh, okay. Yeah. But songs I see about a trains. banjo and a violin yes. and a guitar and a, oh, is that a, you, is that a, is that a banjo it's um no what that's what is I that? that's what I, I want next banjo lele banjo lele those are fun oh my god I want I one that just looks like a really thick called. necked ukulele what is that uh I don't remember it's double stringed and cool. it Amanda lately yeah it sounds it sounds like what you would expect Amanda lately I know like. her oh really what's her name uh Taylor she went to CMU really yeah, I know her I didn't know that nice nice <laughs> oh wow this looks very cool that was my thesis oh that's a different show. That's a different show. Great. 
Um, so, sorry, my question was, do you used to talk to those people? I don't. How interesting. Maybe I it's know. you. Maybe it's me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you told me that really those don't. people talk to each other, though, I would be like, oh, okay, interesting. But, like, I don't think I would expect peop- those people to talk to each other. This guy looks like Carl Urban. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen The Boys on Amazon? No, That's I That's my new favorite. The Boys? The, all right. What is it about? All right, welcome back. Welcome to the new segment on Dress of the Podcast <laughs> called What's David Watching? Uh-huh. Uh, WDW, What's David Watching? Welcome to What's David Watching? Uh, I'm watching, well, I'm not watching anymore because I fucking finished it. The Boys on Amazon is a television show based on a graphic novel about superheroes who are basically privatized and corporatized and are all like, branded and they are super corrupt because of this and carl urban is uh like he has a beef with the superheroes and he wants to like take them down Mm -hmm. and when i was watching it and someone was like oh that's carl urban i was like i didn't know i didn't know he acted i thought he was just a country singer (laughs) i thought he was just married to nicole kidman Uh because i was thinking of keith urban oh I was like, oh my god, that's so cool that he's doing this actor. <laughs> that's Carl Urban. He's Carl different. Urban. He's very different. good. Yeah. Um, Though if you told me that he was like, what did you say, married to Nicole Kidman? That's Keith Urban. Okay. <laughs> I would have been like, sure. Because they're both <laughs> Australian, so. but Carl Urban, I think, is from New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Okay. New Zealand. <laughs> that's my New Zealand New accent. <laughs> <No>. Erica, <laughs> can I ask you a question about yeah. um, about being an actor of color? Yeah. Uh, how is it? Um, it is. Because you are, your family I'm, is. Yeah, my fa- so I'm mixed. So my family is, um, my dad is Taiwanese and my mom is like white, like European. Your so. dad is Taiwanese and mm-hmm. your mom is white, like European. Earlier yeah. when we were talking about your name, you said if you knew how to speak Chinese that you would know yeah. how to pronounce it better. Yes. You have so, a Chinese name? So, yeah. So basically, like, Taiwanese and Mandarin are very similar. Oh. Yeah, it's like, it's kind of a dialect of Mandarin. Anyway, I guess there's some, like, ability to understand between the two languages, but yeah. But, um, yeah, Taiwanese, and I think also ethnically there's some Chinese also, but, like, a bit farther back. Um, Yeah, but so being an actor of color is really interesting because, like, coming from mostly a voiceover background, I didn't really have to think about that for a very long time. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so like now I feel like there is both a pressure to like be an actor of color in the way of like talking about myself as an actor of color, bringing my experiences that are like not white experiences, like to artistic rooms and mm. like basically like put on the actor of color thing. Mm. Um, which I I appreciate that people are trying to make space for that kind of thing, but it often feels like like there's an assumption about like what I'm gonna bring into a room that maybe is not actually who I am <laughs> <laughs> or like what I want to talk about. Right, because um, where were you born? I was born in Mamaroneck, which is like. Oh wait, where's Mamaroneck? Oh, it's a suburb. Suburb. Or oh, I was born York. in New York, but okay. lived yeah. Where grew your up in Mamaroneck. Um, my dad was born in Taiwan. Okay. My mom, I think was also born in New York, but like Rochester. Nice. So but you were born yeah. in, 
in New York, and people are like, "Hey, bring us your like, <laughs> bring tell, us your like, tell us stories experience. about your homeland." And you're like, yeah. "Well, um, <laughs> uh, after after it got dark, the streetlight would, would come on, and then my parents <laughs> would be like, "You gotta come home." Yeah, no, fully because it's like it's a it's a New York suburb. Yeah. It's like a fairly wealthy, like pretty white, like suburb, and also my mom is white, so like growing yeah. up, like she would cook for like I don't know much about Chinese food, and people like assume that I do. Like there's all kinds of things. I don't know. And then like, you don't speak any other languages. I don't know. I just speak English. That's the one I think I would have assumed, and maybe I'm the most guilty of. It's an interesting. We were we were doing not to derail you, but, oh, but yeah. like we were we were um, sorting some headshots the other day, mm-hmm. uh, and we were sorting them into male and female actors, sure. which we can do less and less now, sure. uh, and uh, actors of color and not and and which we can also do less and less now and i was like yeah. i had my assistant over and we were looking through them and she was like is this person an actor of color and i was like i don't know i don't know, I don't know. and i was like you know i'd be like look at look at see if they speak any other languages and like if someone sure looks like they might be an actor of color uh and speak spanish then i'm probably like oh, okay probably that person's probably sure got some latino heritage or latinx heritage yeah um versus some people who i'm like you know megan would be like i think that person's just 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 dark irish right yeah. and i'll be like I don't, yeah. I don't know um i honestly wonder so you know like on the resume where there's a section that's like hair brown eyes brown height five six whatever like I do know do you that, know, that like that exists. Like I don't so like that it exists, but I, I do know, know that it exists. I know. I honestly wonder with all of the like trying to be very specific about who you're casting and what roles. I like have wondered if people are going to start putting their ethnicities on their resumes. Maybe. Like we're I supposed to like start putting, and I think I totally support like putting pronouns on. Oh like, yeah. Everything. Yeah. So yeah, pronouns for sure. Like race seems like one of those things where, like, we all know that people can't like ask actors like legally. Yeah. Um. So. Like, what do we do about it? And then it's a thing with, like, on your website, when you're, like, writing your bio, like, you probably should put your ethnicity if you're a person of color because, like, people care about that. But it, it all feels very presentational and, mm. like, kind of weird. Yeah. And yeah. You, have you had weird experiences as an actor of color or is it just sort of something you observe? Um, I mean, definitely at school. Because at, at school... BU. Yeah, at BU, definitely. Because there's like a very, there's like, you know, a limited pool of actors to do all of the casting every year. And so like, there's like a certain number of plays and it's guaranteed casting. So there's a certain number of roles and a certain number of actors to like fill those roles. And if the races of the roles don't match the races of the casting pool, there's a lot of like weirdness that kind of starts happening. Sure. Um, I find it a bit less in like professional theater because there's just a lot more people to choose from so you can be more specific sure but i think in educational settings it's like tough to know like what's okay and what's not okay well in educational settings i feel like you have the you have the um benefit of being able to do it backwards right when Mm -hmm. we cast a show we just go all right everyone come here yeah and then we try to make that casting as representational as possible and we usually fail but like sure that that's systemic and 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 a conversation i'm having all the time anyway but like can i wait can i ask you like okay so the people that auditioned for this upcoming show sure can i ask you like roughly the breakdown of like people of color and like white totally people? absolutely you can and i'm gonna make up numbers but the like the the they, they are close to right right i would mm-hmm. say and for, we did this like when we were starting these headshots right i would say we see um out of a 100% number, we see, we get submitted mm-hmm. 80% white 
and 20% actors of color. Okay. Um, and it's probably something like 45% white females. Uh-huh. And then the next biggest group is white males. And the next biggest group is females of color, females of color, and then males of color. Males of color. Uh-huh. That's sort of the, the breakdown that we get. Um, oh, I guess that's that's more a general thing, right? Because we did just do an all-female casting process. And with that, it was actually a little better when we did that. Maybe taking taking men out of the equation made the numbers a little squidgier. But it, uh-huh. was, it, was, it was probably still like 80-20, okay, to be yeah. honest. Um, and then, right, like the the reality of the issue is, right, we, we, we were... We, we, if we've seen so much in the past month because we did auditions for Charles and Cressida and we did auditions for the resident acting company the week before. And the number of actors of color that came in and said on their form that they filled out, like, I've, I've not, I don't know much about Shakespeare, but I really want to yeah, learn. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. And that is what I'm working every day to combat by bringing Shakespeare into preschools and by yeah. making theater as affordable as possible. Is like, it's a systemic problem that schools that are, primarily have people of color at them don't get as good arts funding. Right, right, and, right. And uh, it sucks. It sucks yeah. for everybody. Yeah. Um, no, fully. I mean, I think it's so important. And and I also think that, like, sometimes people will assume, because all of that is true, like, when I'm in a room, people will assume that, like, I've had less Shakespeare training, mm. too. So, like, I think that sometimes happens, too. Um, whereas, like, I grew up in a wealthier place where there was a very good arts program at my high school like i don't know i think that starts to get kind of tricky i really want like it it makes me want to like i like i wish i just had all the time and money in the world so that i could literally like start doing free shakespeare classes and just be like come and i guess i guess what i can do instead is is point people towards those resources right like yeah the shakespeare forum is a wonderful free resource where people, if you haven't heard about it, if, if people are listening to this who would like more Shakespeare education who <laughs> live in New York, the Shakespeare <laughs> Forum has an open workshop on Tuesdays and Thursdays where they pick five actors out of the people who come and they work on a monologue. And like, there is no better, uh, just like free, accessible source of training than that. That's um, awesome. And That's so there good need to, to be about. more resources like that for adult actors in the city. Full and yeah. I'm working on it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And also just like across the country like people that don't live in big theater cities yep. need arts training i like i was amazed like going um through like again just being out of college in this like bfa program like everyone there is from cities or just outside of cities like there are very few people that are from rural areas that end up going into the arts at least like from who i know at these like training programs it seems yeah. very like a lot of people are from new york or like from other like hubs um i could literally talk about this for the next hour <laughs> but we have to wrap up and okay you and i will talk about it off off mic and okay yeah just don't get to talk about it okay. um because i have to ask you the last question which is do you have any advice about success Advice about success i think don't have expectations about what success is gonna look like for mm. you yeah, yeah that's what i would say that's good put that on a Fucking poster. Put it on a bumper sticker. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have expectations. Don't you dare have expectations. What's yeah. the positive version of that? Don't have expectations about what success is going to look like. Be open to... Maybe like, yeah, like let your definition of success change. Ooh, yeah. That's good. Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, we've been doing a lot of new stuff for season three. We did this this 
write up of the thing that I said before, and uh, hopefully we've got new music. I actually don't know if that's happened or not yet, but uh, we haven't done a tagline yet. So today I'm gonna say I'm gonna try some new ones out. Is what I'm gonna do. Okay. So what I'm gonna do now is I'm gonna say thank you for listening to Dress for the Podcast. You want? Uh, I've been your host, David Andrew Laws. My co-host uh, in absentia has been Megan Greener, and our guest today has been Erica Huang. Thank you for speaking with us today. This was a lot of fun. It was fun. Thank you. Um, thank you to Dimly Wit, our podcast network. You can go to dimlywit.com to hear more podcasts like this and Bad Examples with Tracy DeMarco and Jessica Romano uh, and The Dullest People Alive, which is a Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast. Nice. And uh, there's like a sports podcast called The Last Quarter. There's all sorts of fun stuff on there. I think we have a new podcast on the network every day, which is... So cool. You can uh, find out more about Dress With Podcast you want on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you to Laura St. Pierre, Patrick Marin, and Dr. Michelle East, who are our Patreon donors. I want to take them all on a gondola and serenade them uh, <laughs> while, we, while we stroll through uh, the rivers of Venice. Nice. Um, thank you to Archie for being relatively calm. Thank you, Archie. And... I think that's everything. So uh, I gotta start. I'm gonna I'm gonna be workshopping taglines this season. That's what I'm gonna be doing. So this has been dress for the podcast you want. Let your definition of success change. Hosted on dimlywit.com.